to Southside Presbyterian Church. The following sermon was taken from our Sunday gathering. If you'd like to find out more or if we can help you on your journey in faith, head to our website, www.southsidepc.org or visit us any Sunday morning at 9am. We're going to be looking at uh, chapter 1 from verse 1 to 12. So I'm going to give you a moment to get that. Uh, The Bible reading screen, you can see that there, is up. And then we'll read through it together this morning. So this is what God's Word says from James 1, 1 to 12. James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the twelve tribes scattered among the nations, greetings. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt, because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea, blown and tossed by the wind. That person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Such a person is double-minded and unstable in all they do. Believers in humble circumstances ought to take pride in their high position, but the rich should take pride in their humiliation. Since they, will be, since they will pass away like a wildflower. For the sun rises with scorching heat and withers the plant. Its blossom falls and its beauty is destroyed. In the same way, the rich will fade away even while they go about their business. Blessed is the one who perseveres under trial because having stood the test, that person will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. Cool. Uh, I'm going to pray and then we'll, uh, we'll get into this passage. Let's pray together. Uh, Heavenly Father, thank you so much uh, for the gift of technology. Thank you that we can still open up your word together in some ways. Uh, We pray, Lord, that wherever we are right now, that you would help us uh, to put aside the distractions, uh, to put aside our worries and our concerns, and uh, to be able to hear what you're saying to us. We pray, Lord, that this time now as we look at your word, um, that you would shape us, that you would change us, encourage us, challenge us, and that you would help us to live in this present moment and we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. So Ryan, I guess the, the, one of the questions uh, in this season of life is kind of how do we make sense of what's going on at the moment? And I don't know if you've thought about that or pushed into that space, but how, how do we as a people make sense of just what life is like in this present moment? Yeah, that was a really good question. Um, yeah, I found it pretty hard. Um, yeah, the trials, you know, things are different. Things are hard. Um, yeah, we we lose when we lose stuff. Yeah, it's disorientating. Um, it's actually really hard to make sense of. Yeah, what the future looks like, or what. Um, yeah, some of the next things. Yeah, that you just you kind of just need to do, and. Yeah, James is a really great book of the Bible for us to push into because. Uh, the Christians that yeah James is writing to, they are struggling. They are under trial. Um, they've lost. And we kind of get a picture of that just by the description that yeah James um, uses of them. He says they're believers, but they're believers who have been scattered. <clears throat> and yeah, for James and the the Christians he's writing to, for them in their time, um, in in their day, 
uh, they uh, were under persecution. They were suffering under a particular circumstance where they were kind of forced away from their homes. Um, they were scattered. They lost. Um, yeah, they were taken away from work, family. Um, yeah, the, the place where they grew up, which was kind of normal and comfortable, that was kind of all disrupted for them. Um, and that was because they were yeah, persecuted for their faith in Jerusalem by the Jews. And we kind of get a picture of that yeah, in Acts chapter 11. Mm. Yeah. So in some ways, the people that James is writing to are also trying to struggling in some sense to make yeah. sense of what they're going through. Yeah. Um, you know, I was talking to some people this week and it's been my experience as we mm. live in this, in the middle of this, I go from two extremes. I either go from freaking out, mm. uh, everything is over, uh, complete anxiety and loss of you know control yeah. and to then the other extreme of not worrying at all everything's mm. going to be okay and and generally I live somewhere between those two things and so James is speaking to people who in some ways are struggling to make sense of their situation mm. they're scattered although their scattering is from a different cause to our scattering yeah, that's right but in some yeah. ways we are scattered as well mm. around Brisbane or even the world, depending where you're listening to in this moment. And James speaks into that. He Mm. speaks into people who are struggling, who are struggling to make sense of where they're at. And it's fascinating. We see this in verse 2 and verse 3 and verse 4, if you've got your Bibles there. But he speaks into that space of their trials, of their struggles. And he says, consider it pure joy when you face trials of many kinds. Yeah, that's right. It's a... It's a fascinating idea of pure joy, um, particularly, you know, in trials and sufferings when actually it's very uncomfortable and at the time you don't feel very joyous at all. Um, but James, yeah, James is calling us to have or to see these as opportunities to have like kind of complete joy, pure joy, uh, kind of true joy, genuine joy. And, um, yeah, it, it's, it challenges the way that we think about trials because often yeah, this is not the mindset we bring to them. Yeah, well, often we think when we're faced in trials, get me out of here. Yeah. You know, maybe this is what you're facing at the moment. Yeah, there's there's nothing good to be found here right now. Yeah, I want to get out of this isolation. I want to get out of this uh, social distancing, Mm. one kangaroo between us. That's right. Uh, I want (laughs) to get out of the present moment. Mm. Uh, That's the trial I'm, you know, I'm in and I want to get out of that. But he, he doesn't say just get out of it. He says, consider it joy when you're in it. Yeah. And I guess it raises the question, how is it a joyful thing when we're in trials? Like, how can he say, consider it joy when you're facing trials? Yeah, that's right. It's a really good question. And I think we'll, we'll see more of that as we kind of move through the passage. But, um, yeah, straight up, it's, it's because as we kind of remain in the suffering, like we're not, it's good to kind of say that we're not seeking suffering or trials for suffering and trials' sake. You know, I think in life we kind of know by our experience that we don't have to go searching for them. They kind of, they seek us out. Um, yeah, but when they do come, yeah, it's remaining in them and kind of persevering in them because it's going to produce something. It does something to us. Yeah. And the the outworking of that or the product of that is worth, um, yeah, being joyful about. Yeah. yeah, so just to, I guess, push a little bit deeper in, in one of the things you said there, it's not that we're pursuing trials. Mm. Um, to go, okay, where can I, f- where can I make a, a mess or a difficult yeah. situation for me to be in? Nor is it saying that the trial in and of itself is a good thing. Yeah. Um, so I don't think James isn't saying, hey, the persecution that you are facing, the suffering for your faith that you're facing, the death that you're facing mm. is a good thing. Um, but it's saying in the middle of trials, 
God is actually working in mm. you and through you to produce something in that moment. Yeah, that's right. It's, um, yeah, well, there's lots of parallels, which is surprising to us, from James to, to Paul's letters. And, yeah, in one of Paul's letters, he says, Count, um, oh, God uses all things um, for the good of those who love him. And I think James, is in his own way, is saying this here. Yeah. And so in the middle of trial, God is doing something. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And so it changes the question or it changes the attitude towards get me out of here. To, okay. Mm. What is God doing in me? Yeah. In yeah, this moment. Um, yeah. It's easy to, I suppose there's an opportunity put to us. Yeah. To, to run from it, to flee from it, or to ask the question, what is God going to use this uh, trial, whatever it might be in my life to, um, yeah, I guess, as we'll see, um, make me more like Jesus. Now, some of that we see he actually specifies what it's going to produce. Yeah, he does. So he says, verse 3, the mm. testing of your faith produces perseverance. Mm. Whatever the trial is, it's going to produce something in you. It's going to produce perseverance. And perseverance, when it's finished, mm. uh, it finishes its work, uh, produces maturity or complete, completeness there. Yeah. And so he's actually saying through trials, God is going to produce something in you, a perseverance mm. that's going to lead to maturity and growth yeah. in your faith and in being more like Jesus. Yeah, and um, if we think about it, you know, it makes complete sense. Like we we know this. Um, we were talking earlier. Uh, you enjoy well, maybe you don't. You might not find pure joy in running, but hey, you run. Um, yeah, in the past, you know, I've really enjoyed it being at the gym. Um, yeah, there's a sense that you know we persevere through the hard stuff in exercise, for example, because we know it produces yeah stronger muscles, a healthier body, a more mature and complete. Yeah, a person, I suppose. And so, yeah, Paul's kind of, um, Paul, James, he's kind of saying here that, um, yeah, the same thing is true of our spiritual life and our relationship with God. As we kind of enter into testing moments, hard moments, uh, yeah, we, we grow, we mature. And one day, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll be mature, we'll be complete, kind of fully grown adults. Um, yeah, mature, I suppose, in the in Christ's likeness. That's kind of the, the idea that James is kind of, helping us to get a hold of here. So trials then is an opportunity mm. for God to produce something in us yeah. that kind of didn't exist or didn't exist in its fullness before yeah. that moment. Yeah, that's right. um, I've heard it put like this, that the sign of maturity or a sign of maturity is when trials come or when difficulty comes that we run to God and not away from mm. him. Yeah. And so I guess for many of us, we're feeling that question um, in this present moment, um, in the middle of what we're facing, in the middle of trials, are we going to use this to push towards God, to run to him, mm. or are we going to move away from him? One of those is going to produce perseverance and maturity, and the other is actually a sign that of a sign of immaturity. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, really helpful. Um, yeah, it is worth asking the question. You know, it's, I suppose so far as you've been um, feeling the effects of of being isolated and distant from people, what have you been doing? And is that reflective of kind of drawing closer to God or have you drawn closer to other things um, under your trial? And then I suppose the second question would be, well, because you are one of God's people, what would it look like for you to see or ask the question of what is God going to use this moment or this trial to do in me? What's he going to grow or change yeah. in me it's such yeah. a helpful question what is god doing in me in this moment um mm. now to 
to reiterate that, what are some of the things that we can run to in the middle of trials? It, it's not just I run yeah. to God or I run to other stuff. I mean, we know what the other stuff is, mm. right? So for all of us, we have what the other stuff is. Yeah. Uh, so, so what is it that we can run to when life gets difficult or when the moment becomes hard? Yeah, well, I think the, the, the step or the, the signature move that kind of James gives us here is to, to turn to God in prayer. Um, yeah, I think it is difficult sometimes to know what it looks like. And, and it's kind of a question of wisdom. What does it look like for me to love? Well, first the question is what does um, mean for me to know who God really is in this moment? Um, how am I tempted to, to have kind of uh, untrue ideas of who he is? And then what does it look like for me to actually love who go- love God in this moment? So it's kind of who is God really and what does it mean to love him in this moment? And that can change and look differently in different moments. And, and, and for us it might look different day to day depending on how we're feeling, um, yeah, what's going on around us. And so it's a question of wisdom. What does it look like for me to, to love God and to continue to stay in relationship with God um, kind of day by day? And it's, that's not a, a necessarily a right and wrong kind of question. It's a, it's a wisdom kind of question. Yeah, so you've touched on there what it looks like to run to God, prayer. Yeah. There's some other things that you've kind of left in the wisdom ballpark of yeah. I think we can push into his word, we can continue to touch yeah, base absolutely. in community. I think yeah. the prayer aspect of thing can cover mm. so much of our life in terms of whether it is us stopping or doing it on the run and mm. stuff like that. But I think what's interesting as well is when we're not running to God, often we run to other stuff. Yeah, that's right. And that other stuff might be Netflix, mm, it might be food, it might be alcohol, it might mm. be the computer. So yeah. we run to our Facebook feed maybe, we run yeah. to whinging about stuff we run to complaining about the trial <laughs> yeah. i don't know if you can oh. think of any others that we run to in those moments oh i think what you've said is helpful um i was listening to the news the other day and just someone was commenting on how even now facebook and instagram still give you this sense of dissatisfaction because you're not spending your isolation the way you should be so it's always this sense of yeah hang on you're just not yeah living in isolation yeah. the right way it's kind of like oh it's defeating and it's, um, yeah, I think we feel that sense of, yeah, um, we can go there and that can kind of feed this kind of, not joy, um, it's not kind of giving us pure joy in the suffering, it's actually, yeah, bringing sadness and, yeah, probably anxiety and worry and the sense of, yeah, shame and guilt. Yeah. So mm. it's, it's helpful to think through that because I think for all of us, we have a thing that we want to run to. Mm. Um, for all of us, it's, there's something that we have a go-to move, I guess. Yeah. S- signature move, as uh, you'd call it, <laughs> yeah. uh, something that we want to run to when trial hits. But what James is saying is in the middle of these moments, in the middle of difficulty, mm-hmm. you know, for the, for the people he's writing to, it was physical persecution. It was death. There was a very real sense of suffering. Yeah. For us, uh, you know, the beauty is James doesn't specify what the trial needs to be. It's many trials, any trials. Yeah. Uh, it's various. It's it's different. It happens regularly. Mm. Um, to actually recognize God is working in those trials. And if we want to grow in our faith, if we want to use this moment mm. to actually grow, then we need to make sure that we're running to God and not away from God yeah. in this present situation. Yeah. Yeah, because it's only with God that you're going to know what is working um, in you. And that's just the idea of, yeah. Seeking wisdom, if we're not sure what it looks like, um, 
Let's go to the one who does know what it looks like. Yeah. yeah. So I guess we want to ask the question before we move on. Sure. Um, what is God working in your heart? What What is God working on you? Mm. What's he changing in you in this time? Um, has something been exposed? Has there been, you know, things that you've realized you love more than God? Is there... Um, is there things like, I don't know, the thing that I struggle with or the thing that I'm learning is like patience mm. and love and trusting God's timing, yeah. some of those things. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, just to actually ask that question of you and, and realize that this is a paradigm shift as well. Yeah. And the shift that takes place here in our minds is from, okay, God, get me out of this to, okay, what is God doing in this? Yeah, it's... Uh yeah, rather than let me get out of this, it's let me remain in it and let me remain there as long as it needs to be, as long as I need to be to learn and to see what, what God is doing in me and wants me to kind of, yeah, take out of it. Yeah, and we're yeah. able to do that, not justifying it. We're not saying that this pandemic is yeah. a good thing. It's not a good thing. Um, we're not saying we don't pray for cures and ways out of this, mm. but we're saying ultimately in this, okay, while this trial exists... I'm going to be asking this question, what is God doing in me? Yeah, that's right. And, yeah. and the, the clue is, you know, it's not just persevering in any way. It's persevering in a particular way. It's the, the way of um, being mature or complete um, Christian, which is, we know, is, is modeled in Jesus. So it's, we persevere in the way of Jesus. Um, we persevere becoming more and more like him. And so it's, yeah, what, is, what are the, the uncharacteristic um, ways that you're thinking perhaps behaving that are just not like jesus and what are the ones in which as you look at jesus and you be with him that you know is true of him and kind of putting them on um yeah paul talks about it's putting off the old self and putting on the new self yeah now a super helpful question i think in the present moment really difficult for mm. us to ask that but there's also something comforting here in as we move through james is he yeah. doesn't just say what your attitude should be in the present trial he also speaks about kind of how we get this yeah and so we kind of see that as we move through the next bit uh from mm. verse five to eight when he says, uh, if any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault and it will be given to you. So he's actually touching on if we realize that in the present trial, we've been running yeah. away from God and not to God, mm. kind of helps us know and navigate, okay, how do we get this attitude where I can see the trial and find joy in it? Yeah, that's right. It's, I don't know if you picked it up in the Bible reading. Um, yeah, James says in there, kind of like, um, as you know, or because you know, um, kind of assuming that, hey, you should know this already, that this is how trials work, this is how God works. Um, but if you're anything like me, um, you kind of know that's not always true. And so we do need to kind of go to God with this, yeah, this humble heart in prayer where we kind of realize, that, hey, I, I don't know this. Can you please teach me it? Yeah. And our natural default is I hate this trial. Yeah. You know, trials are not a good thing in and of themselves. Mm. And so it's going to be hard for us to always have this attitude. Yeah. What is God doing in me in this present moment of difficulty? Um, mm. And he says, pray and God will give you wisdom. But he also says, mm. when you pray, uh, don't be double-minded. Yeah. Pray believing that God is going to work through your prayer yeah. in that moment. <clears throat> now, yeah. what's he speaking about there? Because it kind of sounds like when we pray, you know, we can never be human, I guess, in the sense of, you know, no doubts, no questions. Yeah. What's he really getting at? Yeah. So it's maybe we could 
just give a, a story or point us back to a very familiar story. Um, um, if you're a Christian, you're probably quite familiar with it. Even if you're yeah, someone listening and you're not a Christian, you may have heard of this story, um, Adam and Eve in the garden. And you know, James has lots of echoes to Genesis. But in the garden, we see yeah, Adam and Eve being tempted. Um, and the problem there is that like, this question God's goodness in the midst of temptation or the midst of trial. And so what's going on here is not that we find trials hard and difficult and, and tempting to go a different way. It's just that we question the goodness of God um, in the midst of those. And so it's, it's a big and double-minded um, in terms of who we believe God to be. Yeah. Now, it's really helpful looking back to Adam and Eve, but then we actually see again another example of the opposite, of someone who didn't trust the Father. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, it's in the Garden of Gethsemane. Yeah, that's right. And we see, yeah, Jesus kind of the, the, the better Adam and Eve, the better human, and, and he, um, he shows us what it looks like to do this. And we see when we read the accounts of Jesus's kind of last night with his disciples, there's this moment where he's in the garden, he's praying, he's he's under immense trial, immense suffering as he anticipates the cross, um, you know, sweating tears of blood, um, and he's kind of crying out to God in that moment. And in that in that scene, in that story of Jesus, he prays, you know, let um, not my will but your will be done. There's clearly a tension there for Jesus, mm. um, a very human tension there. But yet he knows uh, the good will of his father. He knows the joy that's set before him. And so, yeah, in that moment, Jesus, um, under trial, <clears throat> yeah, is able to, to move forward, to persevere, to remain in it, knowing that what God is going to do um, is going to be good. Yeah, so he's trusting yeah. the father. He's not double-minded. Yeah, that's right. And he holds those tensions really helpfully. He's mm. not saying the trial is good. He says, Lord, if there's any other way, yeah. make this happen. Um, but he's saying, yet in this moment, I'm trusting the Father and I'm, I'm trusting God is working, that he's here, that he's mm. present. And, and I'm saying, yeah, not my will, but yours be done. Yeah, absolutely. And I think this is where the good news really comes out in this passage too, um, is that because Jesus did that, because he'd lived the life he lived, um, the Bible says he did that in our place. And so as we at the moment fail and fall short, um, in persevering and finding joy in our trials and, and even kind of um, being double-minded, um, even questioning the goodness of God, Jesus didn't, and he did that in our place so that we, as we kind of kind of fumble our way through persevering under these trials that we're in at the moment, we know that kind of our relationship with God is, is not in doubt, it's not in question, um, because we belong to Jesus. Yeah, it's really helpful. Mm. So in the middle of trials... Yeah. We rejoice mm. because we recognize, we celebrate that God is with us mm. and that he's doing something in us in, the, in those moments. Yeah. If we're struggling with that attitude, which we all will in some ways at mm. some points, uh, then we pray yeah. and we can pray to God, trusting that God's in control, um, trusting that, you know, mm. I've, been, I've been reminded of this a, a number of times, the God who's in control is the God who's in control in the middle of chaos yeah. or in the middle of calm. Mm. He's the God of the cross. And yeah. so we can hold on to this God. We can turn to this God in prayer. Absolutely. And so on prayer, before we move on, yeah. um, there is something just um, worth us pointing out about prayer is that it is actually practicing the wisdom we're asking for. A prayer is actually us turning to the God who we know is good and loving and being with him when we can't make sense of life and trials. You know, so prayer is in itself a, 
a signature move of a wise believer. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's it's seeing prayer as almost the answer to your prayer. Yeah. Um, just kind of being with God in in trial. Yeah. And I mean, we we uh, are recording, or we recorded some episodes this week for the Navigate podcast on yeah. James. It's going to be released in. I don't know, two weeks or something like that. And as we we're working through that, we're reflecting on the Psalms are the example of this. You yeah. get in the Psalms very real, authentic, crying out to God in the middle of trials. Sometimes they resolve it, sometimes they don't. Yeah. But it's in those moments of crying out to God. They're trusting God yeah. uh, in those moments. And then they're celebrating, okay, I'm not in control. God is in control in this mm. moment. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So... We pray to ask God to help us have mm. this attitude yep. that in trials God is working, mm. to have the attitude, okay, not just get me out, but what is God doing in me? What is God doing in this present moment? Yeah. Um, but you, you touched on this already, but I think what we see in the remainder of this passage is the reason why we have this attitude, Yeah. the reason why right. we persevere. Mm. And uh, just to read that again, uh, it's from verse 9. Um, he says, believers in humble circumstances ought to take pride in their high position. And then jumping down to verse 12, blessed is the one who perseveres under trial because having stood the test, that person will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. Yeah. Now, first things first, that high position thing. I mean, that yeah. section does feel a bit out of place. Yeah. But when we understand what he's actually speaking about when he's saying the high position, it sort of makes sense. And then verse 12 explains that again. And so what is the high position? Yeah, that's right. We were wrestling with this um, yeah, quite a bit. But yeah, it's um, in the New Testament, this idea of high position um, is, is often understood as our position in heaven, um, the place we have because of uh, our belonging to Jesus. And so yeah, he says, for those who are humble, we don't boast in our earthly um, positions or our horizontal positions, but we kind of boast in our heavenly position, our vertical position that... Um, yeah, our, our place mm. with God. Yeah. So whatever the situation is right now, yeah. pandemic, no or pandemic, yeah. Yeah. Um, we yeah. have a position in Jesus because of what he did at the cross, yeah. because he rose from the dead, that won't be taken away, whatever happens. Mm. Now, then he says again in verse 12, and it's worth repeating over and over again, yeah. blessed is the one who perseveres under trial because having stood the test, of the trial, uh, that person will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those mm. who love him. Yeah. So there's a, a reason why it's worth persevering in the present trial. Yeah, that's right. It's, it's because of who we are. So there's a sense that the, the verse 9 talks about the position that God's given us with him. Um, so it's, it's a grace. It's a givenness. It's a, it's a gift. It's not earned. Um, but we also know that that grace and that position, that gift actually... Um, produces a you know, a godly and healthy Christ-like effort in our life. We we persevere. We we lean into the trials and sufferings that we face, um, knowing that they're going to produce yeah Christ-likeness and it's this crown of life. It's this kind of reward of being with God and and being like Jesus. And I think it really also helps us see that this is this is the way in which we're to know how to persevere. Yeah, that's why it's so it's joyful. It's pure joy. It's complete joy. It's because we know that like Jesus in his life, his death and his resurrection, the the life and the death, the persevering and suffering actually produce life. God raised him to life. And yeah. the Bible says that when we belong to him in his death, um, we'll share in his life too. 
Yeah, well, I mean, I'm, I'm struck by the, the crown of life. Mm. As you said, it's given to us because Jesus found joy in his trial, because he yeah. persevered, persevered under trial. Yeah. Because in that moment, before the cross, you know, mm. he could have tapped out. He could have said, I'm not going to do this. But he yeah. pushed through that, trusting the Father in that moment. And so he yeah. gives us the crown of life. Um, it's so helpful to think about how Jesus did this perfectly mm. and then how this enables us to actually push through the trial as well. Yeah, I, I think the, the, the reality of this shouldn't be lost on us. Um, you know, the high position of heaven, like, like for us really at the moment, I know for many of us, you know, we've, we've talked about the potential of losing our jobs. Um, some people have heard of lost loved ones to this, um, to this sickness and there's real loss there. Mm. Um, there's real kind of the, the horizontal, our just felt um, grief and loss or even the threat of that. And, and that's what kind of Jesus lived through. Like he literally lost his life. Mm. Um, and so there's a sense that, no, there's a real hope. There's a real, um, yeah, joy to be found, dare I say. Like it's kind of scandalous to say this, mm. that even in the midst of serious and real loss, no, there's life there to be found. Um, and that's, that's, that's kind of promised to us because we can see that the, the tomb is empty and we're going to be, yeah, it's, it's lovely that we get to celebrate Easter um, and it's, a, it's a, a great comfort from God that we get to look at the empty tomb in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, so in this trial we can stand, we can mm. persevere, we can even find joy because we know that this is producing something in us, a perseverance yeah. that's going to help us to continue our whole lives until we see Jesus face to face and mm. receive the crown of life. Yeah. Um, we actually need a perseverance that doesn't just get us through this present moment, but gets us to the moment where we see Jesus face to face. You know, I'm, I, I think about this. Um, the mm. reality is, we were talking about this earlier. The reality is in this moment, our salvation is not that coronavirus mm. would stop. Um, yeah. We hope that that happens, but that's not our salvation. Yeah. Because if this is not the big trial in our life, you know, we know life is chaotic. Mm. There's going to be another trial. There's going to be many trials, you know, that's what James, the yeah. word James uses. Yeah, absolutely. Our salvation is not that we'd get out of this present pandemic. Yeah. We don't know what the future holds. There might be another pandemic. It might be worse mm. or whatever. We're not saying that's a good thing either, but um, our salvation is that Jesus died and rose again. And we have a hope of future glory yeah. of the crown of life, which was secured mm. because Jesus persevered under trial. And this is what allows us to have joy in the present moment, knowing that one day we get to be with him face to face. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's the, that's the paradigm shift that James is calling us to. That's the, the heart that drives prayer is that kind of um, perspective on, on life. And I think, you know, it's, it is difficult for us because in many ways some of us, I know this is, I've felt this, we often haven't practiced this way of living in relationship with God kind of prior to this moment. And so we're finding it really difficult to know how to move forward in it. But, you know, in God's grace, he's given us um, a pattern to follow, uh, a saviour to, um, to go after, a Lord to lead us. And so um, we can kind of practice the way of Jesus, practice following him, practice kind of seeking God in trial and finding joy being with him and, um, and know that that is going to produce life in us. It's going to produce Christ's likeness. It's going to kind of deepen our intimacy with God. Um, yeah, it's going to draw near to him. It's, it's really helpful. Yeah, um, so good. And it's an amazing passage uh, to kind of 
I don't know, you know, like going through this present moment, I think has allowed me to read James in a new and fresh kind of way, yeah. particularly this start, because when mm. you, you start to think about it, we're all feeling this, we're all facing yeah. a trial. There's no one who, who's not in this present moment mm. um, facing some sort of trial. Um, it might be really significant as you touched on before, um, mm. or it might just be isolated and we, yeah. we like to be with people. It might be the grief of yeah. losing even holidays and stuff like that. It might be um, that we don't get to be at school with our friends and stuff like that in school. And we're all facing this. Mm. It might just be the anxiety of this present moment, the fear yeah. of this present moment, the unknowns of, of what's going to happen next. We're all facing the trials yeah. in this moment. But what James is mm. saying is you can rejoice in that, yeah. knowing that this trial is not going to defeat you or crush you because in Jesus there's a crown of life. Yeah. But as you're facing this trial, Ask the question, okay, what is God doing in me? What's he doing through me? What's he changing me in this present moment? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. It's this, this opportunity to deepen your intimacy with God, to, to know him and his love in, in a fresh way that we haven't been able to appreciate before just because we've never been in this situation before. And I think that's the beauty and the richness of just the loving relationship that we actually have with God is because no matter what season of life we're in, um, yeah, we're kind of walking with him in it. And we know that he's with us in it and he's a, yeah, a good and, and, and loving yeah, heavenly father. Yeah, it's good. Uh, as we finish up from this passage, we recognize there is uh, some things to take through. We hope that you felt the weight of God's word here and are challenged by it. But we just want to finish up with the fact that this passage gives us at least one and at least, at least one comfort and at least one challenge. Uh, the comfort is, first of all, knowing that in the middle of our trials, that God is there with us that he is present in this moment, in our trials. He hasn't abandoned us. Uh, he is the God who's in control. He is the God who's in control in chaos and in calm. Uh, he's the God who's, who was in control at the cross. And so find the comfort here that in, in your present situation, whatever you're facing right now, or, or maybe even whatever you will face, maybe the trials will get worse or will change or, or whatever else, God is there with you. He's present with you. He loves you. He's, he's there. And that brings us a great comfort knowing that God is there in our trials. But, but this comfort leads to a challenge. And the challenge is in the middle of our trials to feel the weight of this question. What is God doing here in this moment? Our temptation when we're faced with trials is to run away from God. It's to run to food or Netflix or alcohol or um, our friends. It's to whinge and complain. It's to go to anything else, really. Um, but in this present moment, in this situation, in this trial, whatever your trial is, God is working. He's changing you. He's shaping you. He's helping you to grow to become more like Jesus. And he's growing in you a perseverance that doesn't just get you through this present pandemic or this present trial, but gets us ultimately until we get to see Jesus face to face. So there's a big comfort there and a big challenge there. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Awesome. How about I pray and then uh, we'll go through some announcements and things going on in the life of our church. Let me pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much um, for Jesus. Thank you, Lord, that Jesus, when faced with trials, persevered. Thank you, Lord, that he didn't give up, but that he went to the cross that he was nailed to the cross, uh, he died, and then he rose again. Thank you that he persevered through that to secure the crown of life for us. God, thank you that in Jesus what we see is he made a way for us to live, and he showed us this way. God, we pray that as we think about our present trials, our present situation, we pray that we would remember first and foremost that you're with us, that the God of the cross is here with us in this present situation. 
but also that we would be able to have this mind shift, that we'd be able to think through what is God doing in this present moment, in this present trial. We pray for grace in this, Lord. We pray for grace because we know that we're going to stuff this up. We know that our temptation is to run away from you in the middle of this trial, but we pray, Lord, that you would push us to you, that you would help us to run back to you, and we thank you that there is grace on offer in Jesus. We pray this in his beautiful name. Amen.